Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. Hello and welcome to episode number 11 of Real Life Business. This week, I am chatting with Emma Moss, who at just 21 years old is the owner of Lucid Combi Cafe and Lucid Coffee Bar. We talk about what it's like to be heading up a team and running two businesses while your mates are out partying and how to make sure your business doesn't take over your life. Em has been a client of mine for about 18 months now and I'm often blown away by her proactive, no-nonsense approach to life and business and I'm really excited to share this conversation with you. I remember our very first conversation on the back of me responding to her putting out a request for a business coach. And I was thinking, wow, like imagine if everyone operated this way, proactively thinking ahead and so focused on being the best that she can be. It's very, very cool. Now, before we get into this week's episode, if this conversation sparks your curiosity for what working with a coach could look like for you, why not book in for one of my complimentary business bouncing calls? They're a great great way to find some focus or find some energy, you know, renew that passion for what you're doing or just chat through where your business is heading and where you want to take it next. You can book a call via my website at reignitepc.com.au and click on the book a chat button, or you can find the link to the booking in the show notes for this episode. Alrighty, so let's get into it with Em sharing about the start of her business journey. So you are someone who started their business journey incredibly young. You were just 18 when you started your first business. Is... Is that an indication that did you always know that you wanted to be in business? Um, Absolutely not. I did not know that I wanted to always do business. Uh, When I um, started year 11, I decided that I wanted to be really academic. I have never been academic in my life. I got D's and C's all through primary and early high, high school. Um, So I just started studying a lot. I became obsessed with success I guess and getting straight A's and then (laughs) fell in love with law and decided that I wanted to be a lawyer so I enrolled um, for an undergrad degree at University of Melbourne and pulled out last minute just as I was about to sit my HSC exam because I realized that that's actually not what I wanted to do at all and it was not aligned with any of my values it was aligned with other people's values. So yeah, that's how um, my business started to come into fruition. Wow, that was massive. How mm. did that decision go down in the family? Um, everyone took it on pretty well. It was a little bit hard to process going from wanting to study law and be a lawyer to wanting to be an entrepreneur slash hippie out of serving coffee out of a combi van um (laughs) but it was definitely well received for the most part I think I think my family is really hands-on and really entrepreneurial so didn't come as like a super big shock but I think everyone was sort of hoping that I'd be like the super academic person in the family and didn't quite get there yeah yeah (laughs) the one to break the mold and go off and do the traditional study yeah Yeah, degree get a job (laughs) at least someone's gonna do it but no I didn't end up doing it and um, no my parents just took it in their stride and like cool all right you're gonna do this I have no doubts you're extremely stubborn and I'm sure it's gonna happen so (laughs) let's do it I guess (laughs) This yeah. is what this is what I keep saying to my husband, our eldest son. He is like, yeah, we've spoken about him many mm. times. He is so stubborn. And as Terry says, you know, much like his mother. Um, <laughs> and whilst that's a that can be a real challenge to parents, I am hoping that when he's 18, he will have that same, you know what? Everyone might think I'm crazy, but mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna do it. I think that's yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a perk to being stubborn because you're not going to be someone that's following the flock. You're always going to be at the front being like, you know what? I can I can do my own stuff. I can, yeah, I can start a business at 18 if I want to. Who cares? 
Yeah. No, so was that, fun. was that, um, you know, walking your own path, fighting your own fight, going your own way. Is that something that you've always had in you? Do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if it was not, um, athletics or cross country or studying, like I've always been someone that's taken my roles very seriously and found purpose in everything that I do regardless. Mm. Um, yeah, I think like the first, sort of year after leaving high school and starting Lucid is probably one of the most like unpredictable and scary moments of my life because you've just left school you have no effing idea how to be an adult (laughs) and then decided to you know enroll into a business degree sorry forgot to mention that Um, (laughs) and have two part-time jobs and running your own business so it was a lot but I don't know it's just it's just passion and you look back on it and you're like, how the hell did I do that? But you just do anything to make it work. Yeah. 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 So how did it start then? You, you, you bought the combi, mm-hmm. you decked it out, you did it up. Yeah. You, yeah. You so, um, <laughs> yeah, it pretty much went like that. So I graduated school um, all through uh, out studying my HSC and completing my HSC my dad and I were fixing up the combi I was designing logos and doing Instagram whilst also studying eight hours a day for my HSC exams <laughs> um, madness and and then yeah I was working at a cafe in Tumbrumba called Nest uh, um, and saving up all my cash and yeah sort of by March 20. 2019 or 18 I think it's 2018 um I did my first market and I would just write lists and lists of events and ring up like 10 or 12 people a day and (laughs) hope that one person would say yes to having me at their event and that's sort of how I gained traction and just social media and um, my friends and my family supporting me and yeah I got there in the end that's that's so awesome like we we've known each other a while now and Mm. I've always described you as someone who is so ahead of your time you know so (laughs) both you know in maturity in in your attitude to things and you're so so proactive even what you said there in as much as you're on the phone all the time going let me come to your event let me come to your event let me come to your event you're the one on the front foot making it happen that's that's really cool isn't it yeah, yeah. I think it's been bred into me. If you want to make something happen, no one else is going to do it for you. Um, and yeah, I think I just like when I turned 18 and Lucid came into my mind and I was planning everything, I just had this beautiful vision of myself driving the combi to an event and just being so in my power and aligned with everything that I believed in the world and putting out beautiful service and connecting with community yeah it's just it's a moment that I can still remember I'd still recall dreaming about and now I do it on a daily basis so it's well worth the hustle (laughs) (laughs) so cool and you meant you touched on it there like some of the some of the values some of what what makes lucid lucid that's something that's really important to you isn't it making that feel that experience absolutely customers yeah yeah my priority and as well as my team now um, at lucid is building connection with community and bringing those people out of the woodworks that might not usually get out the alternatives and the hippies and the outcasts into a community where they feel included and feel loved um yeah I would I would do it even if I wasn't paying myself to do it um it's something that's so important to me especially in rural areas where um you know those sort of communities are a little bit more isolated as well yeah 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 you you mentioned obviously I know your story quite well but (laughs) those listening maybe don't so fill us fill us in you said you mentioned just then and your now your team so how do you go from teenage you in a combi to Mm -hmm. a team What's, yeah, what was that okay. Process? Yep, totally. I hustled my am I not allowed to swear in this thing? I hustled my bum. You can. <laughs> I hustled I marked my it explicit because the yep. odd slips out of my mouth. Yeah, good, good. good. <laughs> um, I hustled for two years. Um, well, yeah, I had two part-time jobs. I was working at Sombreros 
Um, and I was working as a bartender behind a bar. So I would basically wake up at 5am, be out in the combi by six, finish by nine, into Zombreros and then finish at the bar maybe 10 p.m. So I was working huge days and I did that for almost two years. COVID happened and just coincidentally uh, my dream shop came up for sale um, and, yeah, I just went for it. <laughs> I thought, you know what, whilst everyone's shutting down, I'm going to hustle behind the scenes and start up my own coffee shop alongside my beautiful combi. Um, and that's sort of where it started. I always wanted to have a bricks and mortar, but obviously being 18, I couldn't afford to start that. Uh, yeah, but, like, in saying that, mobile and introducing a business in that way is so beautiful because you just you're so embedded in the community, like you're on the ground, you're in the markets, you're at every festival, every charity event, you're there and connecting with with the community around you. So I think it was honestly a match made in heaven for a young entrepreneur to connect to their customers and their community like that. Yeah. 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 And build, I guess, build your confidence, start build your identity, help you sort of help you create that vision of what Lucid was going to become. Like you, you do that while you're on the ground doing it as opposed to sitting behind a computer imagining what it might be like. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm definitely an entrepreneur that works off intuition. So it was just not something that you could, yeah, it's not something that you can sit behind a computer and dream about. Like I needed to be on the ground. And that's, uh, you know, that's how I came up with my mission. I just sort of grew and learnt and yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And um, yeah, it's not all easy though at all. <laughs> no, I at can, all. you know, I can imagine. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to think back to, mm-hmm. so how old are you now? You're, I'm 21, turning 22 this year. Yeah. 21, turning 22. I am trying to put myself back <laughs> 18 years. Jesus Christ, now I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> to, no. to, to my when I was 21 and like I all I can remember is the fact that you know I was I was at uni I was drinking a lot I was partying heaps and I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life <laughs> mm. <laughs> like our world couldn't have been any more different is there is there a small part of you that's like I wonder what would have happened if I'd have gone that uni route and yeah and, and done that yeah, I do. I do think of it because, you know, all my all my friends are still in uni or, you know, just about to graduate or doing their honours or something like that. Um, and honestly, sometimes when I'm freezing my ass off at 5am <laughs> in winter and I'm serving coffee out of the van or prepping the shop or whatever, I do sort of sometimes dream of what that would look like for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I just, I just couldn't. Um, I needed something that was going to align with my values now. <laughs> I'm, I'm impatient as hell. Um, and yeah, it was just sort of, um, I've always listened to my gut and listened to my intuition, regardless of how crazy it's made me feel and how, mm. um, I guess isolated it's made me feel from other people my age um yeah that's probably like you know opening starting a business when you're 18 and running a business during your 20s um it can feel super isolating um Mm. you know like if all your friends are going out on a Saturday night you've got to open your coffee shop Sunday morning you can't go out (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah that's something that I hear a lot anyway from anyone who says you know being in business is lonely even if even if you're um in the hospitality industry or the retail industry or a service industry where we might be talking to people all day yeah we we're talking at such a surface level aren't we we're not talking about um how we're feeling we're not talking about our worries we're not talking about our dreams and as I say, that can be hard in our 30s, 40s, 50s, yeah. yet alone in our 20s when uh, most of those around us are just in a completely different life stage. Like you say, your friends, your peers, completely different life stage, just wouldn't yeah. get some of the things that you have to manage in yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. And I think like my 
my method to getting around that is you know still finding those commonalities with your friends other than work like Mm. um for example all my friends are really um forward thinking and care for the environment or you know they enjoy eating plant-based or um they like hiking and being outside or they have dogs like I do and that sort of stuff so um still like I guess dropping that that character or that business mode and just being like I can still be in my 20s too Mm. and I think that's been my biggest like emotional mental hurdle is accepting that I'm not a 40 year old (laughs) (laughs) as much as I feel like it on the inside and I'm allowed to make mistakes and I'm allowed to go out every now and then when I want to and uh, yeah I'm like finally like this is what my almost my fourth year of business I'm giving myself permission to do all the fun things that I guess I missed out on in the first four years yeah Mm, mm. I think that's that's so important isn't it to what is it it's to recognize our humanity isn't it to recognize that we're human and whatever life stage we're at whatever life stage we're at whether we're 40 whether we're 50 whether we're 60 like mistakes are part of growing aren't they and if if we're not making mistakes and we're probably not pushing ourselves enough anyway <laughs> absolutely absolutely and there's and yeah you've and you've got to have relationships and friendships outside of work as well and I think it's it's easy not to honestly mm. and I think for someone like me I'm very type a personality I just like to keep going um but it does catch up on you and as we've talked about before in our coaching sessions that just leads to burnout and then, then yeah. you're stuck on your floor crying at 2am <laughs> doing crazy shit. So yeah, I learned, I learned hard and fast when it came to accepting m- my humanity and the fact that I need to give myself permission to feel feelings and yeah, and be someone in their twenties as well. Yeah. I think yes, that's such an important learning, isn't it? It's so important that to, when we are someone who is so driven and and so determined and so like adamant we're going to succeed like so Mm -hmm. pig-headed and stubborn like that's that's awesome but it can also be our demise can't it because we can push ourselves to absolute breaking point totally totally and I think I like honestly I've learned so much this year definitely um opening the shop has forced me to look at myself on a whole nother level of being an entrepreneur. Um, but, you know, I, I find that every day I actually just mentally check in with myself and say, you know, how are you? How are you actually feeling yeah. <laughs> past all the bullshit? How are you feeling? And, you know, are you doing your 60-hour week because you're driven and you want to do it or are you doing it because you don't want to feel your feelings and you don't want to, you know, face some things that you don't want to. Like I'm not using work as a coping mechanism anymore, which is huge. Like it's, Mm. yeah, and definitely if it's a generational thing and I was brought up around entrepreneurs, both of my parents own businesses and they're just as pig-headed as I am and we can definitely use work as a coping mechanism. So I'm going against the grain and, yeah, definitely that's my biggest demise but I'm like working super hard to work against it (laughs) I love it I love it so recognizing your humanity as we've called it is clearly something that you've learned is important what else along the way have you learned is a non-negotiable that you've got to put into your day Absolutely. Um, I have a beautiful partner of seven years, Jake, and we're high school sweethearts. He's watched me grow from day dot of starting my business up until now. Mm. He puts up with, I think, honestly, people that that are partners that have entrepreneurs or business owners <laughs> as partners, holy hell, they're a different breed. <laughs> <laughs> they put up with so much. Um, yes. Yeah, spending time with Jake and I have, a German shepherd and a cat. I'm 20. That's, that's our family. <laughs> um, yeah. Making sure I spend time with them every day, regardless if it's just eating dinner together and yeah, just talking together. That's definitely my priority. And um, that's been a huge learning curve for me this year that, you know, those people might not be around forever and they're your support system and you need to give them as much effort 
and love as they give you because one day you might turn around and they might not be there. Mm. Um, So definitely that has been a huge one this year, but all throughout my business journey, I've been journaling from day dot and manifesting and dreaming up new ideas and affirming and believing myself through journaling. So it might sound cheesy, but holy hell, it works. And looking back at some of my journals from three years ago, I'm like, wow, I'm here. Like I have arrived. (laughs) (laughs) The stuff I was writing about three years ago, I'm doing currently. So um, that's awesome. Yeah. It's been huge for me. Um, What else? And just, yeah. Um, just taking time to check in. Yeah, that's mm. a huge one too. Absolutely. And that was something I was, I recorded another episode just this morning actually. And yeah. that was that was something we were talking about as well. Just taking the time. There is no, there is no magic silver bullet. There is no magic answer to, to business. It it is simple and it's hard at the same time um i heard the, t- the terminology once simplex you know it's it's kind of yeah. simply complex <laughs> in as much as it's it can be as simple as exactly like you said create mm. that vision like um we've talked about before create that light at the end of the tunnel know what yep. know what we're heading for believe it start acting as if we're there already do mm-hmm do what that person there would do think what that person there would think make decisions how that person there would make decisions yeah and before you know it we we get there so it 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 is simple in theory but that's a really hard mindset to get into isn't it as well yeah absolutely absolutely I agree with you yeah and you know running a business you're putting yourself out to the public to be judged um so having imposter syndrome and having moments of just not backing yourself is totally normal and yeah it it can really mess with your mental health if you're not staying on top of it and yeah sort of supporting yourself through that and talking to other like-minded people and relating to them on that level that's I've come to know a lot of other business owners and made them my amazing friends now just because it's so so relieving and so nice to relate to other people on that level and be like oh well I'm not alone as much as I can sometimes feel isolated yeah yeah absolutely I think that's another common theme that's really coming through Uh, I mean it's certainly something that I hold very important and very dear but it's also coming through these conversations loud and clear Mm. having a supportive group of people around us and not only our partner or our families and our friends, but having like-minded people in business that we can go to and realize, well, you know, all that, all that shit I'm going through, all that stuff of how I manage my time physically in the shop, then I've got to go home and do all the bookwork, then I've got to go and do yeah. the ordering, then I've got to go and do all the prep and the baking and like all mm-hmm. of that other stuff. Because you know, when you've, when you just got a job, you like before you might, you said, you know, you go in, you do your day at sombreros, you day at the bar, you mm-hmm. night at the bar and you go home. But when you've got a business, there's so much more that has to go on once the doors are shut, isn't there? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really like as much as you do have a team, you are responsible for everything really. Um, someone might call in sick. That's your, your job to step up. Um, yeah. And as much as, you know, I do, I am working and in, and am in the process, sorry, of stepping back from my business to hopefully move on to a new venture. Um, it's, it's hard, you know, like you're always on the front line. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess it's, that's what comes from, that's what comes from being sole proprietor, the one doing mm. everything to being leader of a team, isn't it? And and I know that's something that we've certainly spoken about a lot over the last sort of 15 months or so. Is how how do you how do you transfer all that that's in our heads, that all that experience, all those skills, all that vision, mm-hmm. everything that's important to you, how do you translate that to your team? What what advice would you give someone who is at that point where they're wanting to start to, to step away? What have you learnt over the last 12 months in yourself to enable you to sort of relinquish some of that control and go, you know yeah. what, I know it's all right in their hands. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think you could probably remember I would just, <laughs> the first six months of opening the shop, I would just freak it whenever I had to leave the shop and not be there because I just had such like control issues over it. I think my biggest advice is be picky when you're picking your team, you know, like don't be afraid to, you know, maybe work a couple extra hours if you haven't found the right person instead of just picking up some random off the street and chucking them in your business um, and really making sure that their values on a personal level, I think, align with yours as, yeah, especially if it's a really small business that's that's super ethics and values-based like Lucid is, you just, you just simply can't skimp out on the your employees values as well Mm. yeah because then that translates in their everyday work absolutely it does yeah so finding finding an amazing team which I absolutely have at the moment um is yeah it's crucial to being able to step back and you know do the behind the scenes stuff that actually keeps the business on turning and I think I had a huge realization maybe 10 months ago that I actually get more done when I'm behind the scenes and I can push my business further when I'm not behind a coffee machine as much as I love doing it. And I I do still do it a good 30 to 40 hours a week. Mm. Um, I still need that extra 10 hours during my week to focus on what Lucid looks like because it's it's constantly evolving, even if it is just a cafe. um, It is constantly evolving with how I grow as a person. Yeah, I think... um... I think there'd be a lot of people that will get a lot of value out of what you've just said. And, and this is this is something that, again, I've sort of noticed so much in you over the last 15 months or so, and I've noticed a huge amount of growth. But you, there's so much that you take for granted that you know. You know, it's just common sense. It's just, it's just what you do. <laughs> um, yet to someone else listening in, it's like, oh, my God. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and I think I can't I can't remember who it was. Someone will probably can correct me. Um, you know, like uh Kerwin Ray or Gary V or someone, someone, might have been Bill Gates, I don't know, someone up there um said the 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 key is to hire slowly and fire fast. Yeah. And I think that's yep. essentially what you've just said, isn't it? Take your time to get the right people, not just someone who's going to fill a vacancy. Absolutely. Um, but if you find in in however much time, mm-hmm. if you find that person is actually not the person you thought they were, get them out quick. Um yep. and and take the time to find that right person again because tolerating something just Festers, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. And um, like my my amazing mum, she's like this Maltese cutthroat real estate agent. She's amazing. <laughs> I had that exact issue where you know an employee wasn't working out how I intended, and it was yeah, it was just um, the person was no longer aligning with what Lucid was about, and she just immediately I was talking to her about it on the phone. She's like, "Well, when are you going to fire them?" and I was like um what I'm not ready to do that she's like no you've got to do it (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) holy hell woman (laughs) um yeah yeah and and that's um sometimes the reality of of business and I think that's probably running a team has been like the most shocking thing for me is yeah, you can have like a beautiful business that's aligned with values, but you're still going to face the everyday shit that all the other business owners face face and deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you do need to drop into that, okay, I'm doing this or being a bit more cutthroat and especially being a woman in business, I definitely found I, and being young, I don't get taken seriously a lot of the time mm. until I put on a cranky face um, <laughs> and, then I, and then they don't want to mess with me. So yeah, yeah. It's um, like you said, it's, it's the evolution of business and you're constantly shape-shifting into many different forms. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What is it then through those, through those ups and downs, mm. through those awesome times, through those really uncomfortable times, through the challenging times, what is it that keeps you going? What is it that keeps you unlocking that door every morning? Um, well, when I, when I first started Lucid, like when I just had the combi and I didn't have a team yet, it was definitely just that vision for something something better for the community um, and to find, just to find connection. Mm. Um, I've, 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 I honestly, I've always struggled with finding connection with other people and finding others that are like-minded to me because I guess I'm a bit on the alternative side. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, growing up as a kid, didn't have that many friends and that sort of deal. So I think once I got out of high school, I'm like, right, I'm finding my people and I'm giving people, other people, a platform to find their community and to find a, to seek out a resource that they're able to lean on other people as well and not, not feel alone. Um, but now like I obviously still absolutely back that value of of developing and keeping a community thriving but also watching my team thrive is just so beautiful and just something that I guess blindsided me was watching your own team grow and you know being able to give them a paycheck every week and give them a place where they love to work it's just so beautiful <laughs> yeah and give yourself permission to take credit for that and what you've created because you. it's Thank you. um it is unreal isn't it and yeah I, I know that I know that sort of bringing that next generation through is something that you're deeply passionate about isn't it so what advice would you give you know you have grown a hell of a lot since you were that person at school um deciding that actually no law isn't what I want to be doing if you could if you could go back and talk to yourself back then what advice would you give yourself because there could be other kids in in school right now thinking mm-hmm. that they've got to go down the traditional route of finishing school and uni and a degree and a career but in their heart of hearts that's they know that's not what they want to do but they're just so scared and have no idea that there's an alternative mm-hmm. you know what what could what can you tell that person that might just give them a little bit of Wow, there is another way. <laughs> um, I think for starters, um, lean, lean in, lean into your difference and lean into your uniqueness because after school, that's going to be what separates you from the pack. Um, yeah, so that's on a personal level, absolutely lean into that difference and embrace it because eventually you'll find your people. Um, and then secondly, when it comes to possibly taking an alternative path, um, just because everyone else is off to uni or, you know, going on a similar path to each other doesn't mean it's the one for you. Um, and that's okay. And being absolutely all right with that and knowing that the world is your oyster, you're going to have to put in the hard yards to get there. Um, but it's so absolutely truly worth it. And I actually, I actually sometimes think about you know, what if I didn't come to that realisation when I was 17? Um, I would be a pretty miserable person. Mm. Um, and I, I really do have a passion for um, guiding the next generation that's coming through to understanding that there is alternative paths out there um, and that, you know, uni and possibly a nine-to-five or an office job is not for everyone and that's totally okay Um, and that entrepreneurship or I don't care what you want to be an athlete or a singer or whatever um, it's totally a possibility Um, and you've just got to have enough guts and passion (laughs) I I love this it's it is that isn't it it's courage it's passion it's a but again it's that support isn't it it's having yeah having those people around us that aren't putting the pressure on that aren't saying no you can't do that don't be so stupid you can't go Mm. buy a combi van and turn it into a coffee van you've got to go Mm. to uni (laughs) yeah and um on on that note like just prove them wrong it's so (laughs) satisfying (laughs) I think I'm like I've got a little bit of aggression back there and I can remember telling one of my classmates' mums, 
um, she saw me after I'd graduated. She's like, oh, so what are you doing? I was like, oh, I've just actually got a rusted out 20-year-old, sorry, a combi that's been sitting in a paddock for 20 years um, and I'm turning it into a coffee van. And she just laughed in my face. Like she <sighs> full-on laughed in my face. And <laughs> from that day, I'm like, I'm going to prove her wrong. I'm going to prove her wrong. I don't <laughs> care if it's the last thing I do. I'm going to prove this woman wrong. Um, so yeah, make it, make it your fuel to the fire as well. Yeah. Oh, that is, <laughs> that is such awesome advice. And I'm only laughing so hard because I can, I totally resonate. I think if my, um, if my parents listening to this episode, they might remember this story a little different, but this is how I remember <laughs> it anyway. We were, we were on holidays and we just did a lot of walking holidays as kids and, um, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, we walk through these, um, paddocks or these fields and then we go, you know, have a pub dinner and um you know we were walking through these um fields one day and all these cute little lambs and their little sheep and I'm like oh that's so lovely went had dinner yada yada next day um similar sort of thing and there were no lambs anymore and there was just all the sheep were just you know bleating and making this horrible noise (laughs) what's going on like what where are all the lambs and you know my more dad were like where where do you think they are you know what were they born for and and I was just like oh my god I'm like those lambs have been taken away from their mums and their mums are so upset and this is just so horrible. I was like, that's it. I'm never eating meat again. And I think, again, I I don't remember mum, dad, maybe my brother. Someone said, there's no way you could not eat meat. And I was like, right. (laughs) I'll show you. Yeah. Yeah, and totally. I, like I was, I, I was like, "That's it. I'm never eating meat again." And dinner for dinner that night in the pub, like vegetarian meal, and I'm like, "And that's it." Um, there's another story that ended my vegetarianism, but I was vegetarian <laughs> for a lot of years, <laughs> and it wasn't that's until I was an so adult that that, that that changed. But that's a whole other story. But oh, that's that, hilarious! That headed determination. Mm. I love that. Like, use that as your fuel. Don't use it as your yeah. excuse to stop. Use it as your fuel to prove them wrong (laughs) yeah that's it that's it (laughs) totally this is a conversation again I say this at the end of so many of these conversations this is a conversation that could just keep going there's there is there is so so much isn't there I think we've kind of touched on it but let's like just summarize it again if in Mm -hmm. the what sort of five years that you've been in business what would you say is the single biggest thing that you've learned about yourself in that time? Um, <laughs> well, I think when you don't think you have anything left in, in the tank, fuel-wise, you know, you've always just got that little bit more and you've always just got that little bit more to push to get to that next destination or get to that next goal um, and that I think I'm a lot stronger and more determined than I initially thought. Um, cause yeah, you've got a business is a 24 hour job and it's day in day out, regardless if you're sick, regardless if your mental health's not good, just yeah, regardless, it keeps on turning and, um, you've got to battle life and grow and, go through things that everyone else goes through whilst also maintaining a business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm a lot stronger and determined than I actually thought I was. (laughs) (laughs) And again, that point you just made there, that was something that came up in the conversation this morning as well. And that when, you know, in, in your case, like you, well, you could, if you really wanted to, I guess, but you can't just not open like there's people who rely on you you know and it's not just you you know you are responsible for the wages of of your team as well so yeah you you have to whatever's going on in your life I guess there has to be an element of compartmentalization for a time at least so you can yeah you you, you do what you do but then it's afterwards once the doors are closed then it's okay now I deal with the human now I deal with this and then I'm ready for the next day yeah and I think I would have told told you when I first started opening the shop that it was just beautiful in a way that I just had to show up for myself like I'd never had before and show up for other people like I never had before which you know it takes a lot of mental energy and it takes that push that I was talking about that little last bit of fuel in your tank 
to get those doors open and keep going. Um, I can remember once I was up all night till 3 a.m. with a really bad infected tooth (laughs) (laughs) and I was just in such a state, had the old frozen peas against the, against the face and, um, and I knew I had to be at the shop at seven. Um, (laughs) So I got like two hours sleep, but I got up anyway and opened the shop and yeah, that was just one of those times that I was like, wow, that was (laughs) That was really hard. <laughs> oh, I bet you were longing for the end of that day. <laughs> yeah, 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 but you do it. And I think um, my biggest thing I've always told myself and other entrepreneurs or people that want to start businesses but are hesitant because of societal values or other pressures is that just fake it till you make it. I know it sounds dumb, but throw yourself in there and just effing try <laughs> Because <laughs> I think most of the time you're going to surprise yourself. Totally. And I think that that relates back to what we spoke about before. Isn't yeah. It? Have, that, have that vision of what you're aiming for and act mm. as if you're already there. Um, so, you know, in, in a way, like you're not, you're not faking it. You're just already, you're preempting what the future yeah. success for you looks like and you're just yeah. doing it now. Absolutely. And before you know it, you realize you've evolved into that person. It's like, huh. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Uh, and then yeah. that's a constant evolution, isn't it? It's like, okay, well, great. I'm there now. What's the next thing? What's the next What's thing? That What's like the next now? thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's so exciting. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, that's what keeps them going is, you know, constantly creating and evolving into something new and more progressive and more forward. Um, yeah, it's just like that's the thing that keeps me totally like, turning up every day and yeah. yeah new ideas just so I'm so nerdy for new business ideas <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. I'm, the, I'm the same I'm very mm, I, I'm very grateful though in the moment I don't see it as grateful for the sort of the steady influence of my husband because I'm like oh I could do this and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do, yeah. this, and I'm gonna do that and he's like whoa <laughs> take it down a notch (laughs) he's like you only just started that how about you just do that for a bit (laughs) oh you're such a killjoy but then I'm like yeah right (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, no I can't run five businesses at the same time not just yet Oh, that's hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, it's funny. It's funny. So for anybody local who doesn't mm-hmm. know where you are, physically, yep. where are you? And then um, online, where can people find you? Totally. All right. So you can find the combi Monday to Friday on Baruma Street out at Estella, uh, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Either me or one of my amazing employees will be out there serving the good stuff and then you can find my beautiful little shop uh lucid coffee bar on 11 girlwood street and we're open 7 a.m till 3 p.m seven days a week Fabulous. Um, and that's in wagga wagga yeah it's in wagga wagga yeah totally excellent and um then- on socials you can find us at lucid combi cafe combi with a k and lucid coffee bar fabulous and we'll put the um i say we i it just comes out as we it sounds like there's a team but there isn't it's just me i will put the link (laughs) all your social links in the show notes of this episode so anyone that wants to follow you you you're you've got this amazing style um to to you to your especially your instagram feed it just looks so beautiful (laughs) and it's the same feel you get when you walk into the cafe so it's a beautiful a beautiful feed to follow anyway whether you're local or not but (laughs) I think sharing your business insights as well is just um, pure gold. So thank Thank you so much, but I'm not going to let you go just yet. Uh I'm ready. I'm ready. (laughs) We're going to do some quick fire questions. Okay, let's go. (laughs) Let's do this. All right. What are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading a really cool book called Talking About Kevin. Okay. What's that about? Um, that totally not quick fire i just can't do quick fire oh let's have another conversation (laughs) i love crime books so it's actually um written in the mother's perspective of um talking about her child who has committed a few murders wow Um, yeah it's juicy as hell it's juicy as hell um yeah and sort of how how she um deals with that yeah 
That sounds very cool. What yeah, about it's intense? <laughs> what about changing the um, vibe yep. up a notch? Um, your song, a favorite song, song of or best song of all time. Oh god, that's <laughs> so hard, dude. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac, and what? I'm not gonna sing that for you. <laughs> What is it about that song? What does that mean to you? Um, it's just um, about like a travelling hippie that's on the road living her best life. And, of course, Stevie Nicks is seeing it, so it just makes it 100 times better. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love it. <laughs> what about a quote that's changed your life? Hmm. I don't know if I have one for that. I just preach to myself all the time. I like affirmations. I use affirmations all the time. And my affirmation that I tell myself is I am worthy. Um, very, yeah. very cool. Very valuable. Yeah. Yeah, do. I tell my team that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we're switching it up a notch. Practical head. What about a piece of tech? or an app or a bit of software yep. that's changed how you do business? Um, our business could not live without Skip. It's an online ordering system. Um, we probably do 50 to 60 orders on Skip a day. Um, that's like each business. And it has totally just pumped up our production. Yeah, it's unreal. Wow. So that's people can order on their phones yep, or whatever they just and then just order. drop in and pick it up. Yeah, yeah, they just order on the app, like all your bank details are already put in, and then five minutes, bam, Barista's made your coffee, ready to go. Yep. yep. So good. Life-changing. So <laughs> <laughs> and what about a um, life hack? Leave us with a life hack. You've left us with so much, but one more little thing that's going to change okay. someone's life. <laughs> oh, this is going to sound so vanilla, but... <laughs> Just and you taught me this really. Just scheduling your day is so, so just so good because you're then giving yourself permission to do whatever you've set yourself for that day. And, and like I'm talking self care shit as well. Like roster in your self care, roster in your work, roster in spending time with your dog. It doesn't matter. It's gonna happen. Um, and mm. that way, you know, your life feels less less overwhelming, especially as a business owner. Oh, that's so good. It, it, mm. it is so true, isn't it? Because we could do stuff 24-7. There's always stuff, particularly with that go-getter, like one of stuff done head. It's like we could just keep going. So to sort of have yeah. that, no, I'm stopping at 4 o'clock yeah. and I'm going and taking the dog for a walk and then I'm going to go and sit and have a drink with my partner or whatever. Totally, um, it totally. does seem, like you say, a bit random to schedule it in but sometimes we've got to and if it works yeah. rock on <laughs> yeah yeah I, I literally have like a turn off like a scheduled turn off um because yeah I just found that I just was not turning off and that's what leads to burnout oh yeah <laughs> amazing i love it thank you so much it has been such fun i've been really excited and looking forward to this one so yay we did it my absolute pleasure thanks for having me awesome (laughs) and that's a wrap for episode number 11 what an inspirational conversation what were your top takeaways There were some big, important concepts that we chatted about in this episode, so here's what I see as worthy of a recap. Firstly, values. Values is something I talk to all my clients about because it's really important to not only know, but be able to articulate what's important to us. When we have that very clear vision of of what we value, like M does, it really helps us drive our business forward and make decisions that keep us in alignment and keep us loving what we're doing. For me, for example, some of my top values are curiosity and fun, which is why doing this podcast is so important to me. It keeps things interesting, it allows me to be curious, and it lets me have a good time with my guests. 
If I made a decision that meant me having to work for hours on my own doing the same thing day in, day out for hours and hours and hours over and over and over, I'd soon start to feel pretty flat and unmotivated and I'd struggle to maintain it long term. So Working in alignment with our values is crucial for feeling that sustained energy and satisfaction about what we do. Secondly, for me, I love what Em has to say about learning to feel her emotions. Sometimes it can feel far, far too easy to push uncomfortable feelings aside and carry on carrying on, especially if we have got a lot to do. But this is so counterproductive. Think of emotions like a pressure cooker. Sure, you know, like we can suppress them to a point, but they will always come back and they will often come back stronger, bigger and badder than they did before. So as counterproductive as it might feel, if we can feel a block around something, perhaps it's asking for money or having a difficult conversation, then we need to use that as our cue to stop and feel into that emotion. Let it flow and process it before we move on or it's just going to keep on rearing its head again and again and again. So I love that journey that M has been on in, in really sort of unpacking the emotion behind the the decisions and the things going on in her business. It's awesome. Finally, a notable mention goes to something that um, Em said right at the end, in as much as we're all on different paths. And if this sounds familiar, like it's coming a lot in uh, up a lot in episode after episode, that's because it is. And it's because it's so bloody important. Just because we might feel there's a social idea of normal or success, if that doesn't feel right for us, then we are 100% responsible and able to pick another path. No decision has to be final and we always have the power to choose a different path and we always need to remember that what's right for one person isn't necessarily what's right for us and and vice versa and we've got to learn to be okay with that. Okay. Remember, if this episode has brought up anything for you that you're curious to to bounce or chat about, then book in for one of my business bouncing calls. They are completely complimentary. All they will cost you is half an hour of your time. So you can jump on to reignitepc.com.au and click the book a chat button to save your spot for one of those. Or you can click the link in the show notes to this episode. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this show on the podcast app that you are listening to it on right now because that really does help help support me and um, support the show. Share this episode with someone you feel needs to hear it. And if you are listening on Apple, please, I would be super grateful if you could leave me a review because again, that really helps build awareness and momentum around this show. Alrighty, I will be back in your ears very soon and until next time, bye-bye.